Hello and welcome to the CISS podcast. This is the Point series by China Forum. In this series, we will have one-on-one discussions with top-level officials, diplomats, well-known entrepreneurs, academics, and media experts from both China and abroad to hear their fresh insights on important global issues. Hello and welcome to the CISS podcast. This is the Point series by China Forum. China has vowed to make concrete efforts to have its CO2 emission peak before 2030 and achieve carbon neutrality by 2060. But many are concerned by how China's climate change pathways could be both economically attractive and socially accessible. How should major countries reduce their carbon emissions? In this episode. Zhang Lirong, Secretary General of China Forum, will be joined by Professor Teng Fei, Deputy Director of the Institute of Energy, Environment, and Economy in Tsinghua University. They will discuss how China could join hands with other countries to close the ambition gap and accelerate implementation processes that can tackle climate change. Please stay tuned. Climate change is one of the biggest challenges of our times. The world is facing a global temperature increase and a very fraction of additional warming above 1.5 degrees Celsius will bring environmental degradation and threats to livelihoods. Climate change is a global emergency that goes beyond national borders. So combating global warming and its consequences calls for global efforts and cooperation. I'm Zhang Lirong, Secretary General of China Forum, and it's my pleasure to have Professor Teng Fei with me today. Professor Teng, as we all know, in recent years, China has done a lot in tackling climate change and environmental protection. Could you briefly introduce the progress of China's climate actions? What concrete efforts has China made and will be doing? And how is the awareness of climate change among the general public? Thank you for the question. Firstly, I will briefly introduce the policy progress in China's climate action. As you may know, that China announced its target to achieve carbon neutrality by 2060 at September 22 last year in 2020, and also at the same time. China also announced to enhance its national determined contribution, the China's climate commitment, with an earlier peaking year. And also, China increased its target on the share of non-fossil fuel energy. That means that China will make tremendous efforts on the investment and expansion of China's renewable capacity. For example, with the new target, overall wind turbine and solar PV generation capacity in China will achieve more than 1,200 gigawatts by year 2030, and this is a huge number. And also, this number is much larger than the entire installed wind and solar capacity today all over the world. So that figure shows that China is conducting very ambitious action. And also, China is translating its climate goal into concrete action plans, particularly by integrating those targets into the 14th five-year plan. 
And also in terms of the awareness of Chinese general public on the climate change, that also has a lot of uh, progress. A recent report published uh, two years ago on the state of the public awareness of climate change shows that the awareness of Chinese public on climate change remains high. Almost uh, 94% of respondents in that survey decide they support China's implementation of the Paris Agreement. And almost uh, 97% of the Soviet Chinese support the government of China to participate and to lead the international cooperation on climate change. So those figures shows that there is a broad support from the Chinese general public on the climate change issues. And also that shows that uh, China's active participation in global climate change governance, which in fact has won the support of the general public in China. And also that uh, a lot of Chinese recognize the importance of the green and low-carbon agendas at national level in China. Great. So beginning with this participation in the non-binding 2009 Copenhagen Accord and continuing to its ratification of the 2016 Paris Agreement, China is now positioned to help lead the charge against global emissions. The global village has been making progress, but there is still a long way to go. So, Professor Teng, may I ask you, are we able to achieve the goals we set in Paris Agreement? The Glasgow COP26 will be held at the end of this year. So, can we make 2021 a turning point? Yes, I'm uh, quite optimistic the goals we set in Paris and also the COP26 can be a success if we can address several issues correctly. Firstly, that a lot of attention has been paid on the so-called ambition gap, which means the gap between the Paris goal and the aggregated country's commitment existing available right now. But I would like to argue that uh, if we want to make a successful COP26 at Glasgow, we need not only address that ambition gap, but also need to address the gap on implementation and other dimensions. Firstly, in terms of this implementation gap, that the recent report from the UNDP on the emission gap clearly shows that there is a gap between countries' commitment to Paris Agreement goal. But recent study also shows that there is another gap, the so-called implementation gap, if we add the current national implementation of climate policy together, we only can deliver a reduction of around 5% reduction in reality. So there is a big gap between the implementation and what has committed by countries. So we need a significant increase in terms of both ambitions and implementation to achieve the Paris goal. And from my personal perspective, the implementation is even more important than the ambition because without implementation, the ambition is just a sun vessel, nothing else. And one recent policy priority from my perspective for different countries is to lock in those net zero emission targets through national legislation. 
because we know right now more than 120 countries have announced the carbon neutrality target, follow China and EU. And those countries accounts for about 44% of global emissions. And in the future, we can envisage that U.S. will also join its family to announce the carbon neutrality target. If that happens, the figure will increase to more than 60%. But we need more countries to set legislations and to lock in those net zero emission targets in the future. And this is a guarantee for us to achieve the goal of the Paris Agreement. And I think that through those legislations, those laws will serve as a firewall to prevent an impossible political instability due to partisan dispute in some countries, such as the United States and other umbrella countries. And only with those climate legislation, we could ensure and enhance the climate governance, and that governance structure will help us to narrow the ambition gap and also to narrow the implementation gap, which will help us to ensure the close coordination across different stakeholders, interest groups within countries. And that will form a concrete basis for us to achieve the ultimate goal of Paris Agreement to make COP26 a success. Yes, so let's hope we are able to bridge the gaps because after all, the implementation is more important than the ambitions. But implementation will require upfront investment. So what's your perspective in terms of financial commitment of governments and implementation? Yes, the carbon finance is very important enabler for ambitions climate action. But unfortunately, that we are facing a situation that there is not factory progress in terms of the carbon finance. If we recall what happens in Paris and even before Paris signs 2009 in Copenhagen, the developed countries as a group, they have committed to mobilize jointly $100 billion per year in climate finance by 2020. This has been the center stage of the climate negotiations. But the developed countries as a group fails to deliver this uh, 100 billion target based on the existing review evidence. And also, even before this COVID-19 pandemic, the whole world, in fact, is not on track, not only in terms of this long-term goal of the Paris Agreement, but also even more important, what not on track on the climate finance goal of this 100 billion per year by 2020. And definitely that we also like a clear numbers on the climate finance commitment from developed countries for 2030. And COVID-19 caused even more severe harms on this progress because of COVID-19 caused a lot of challenge to mankind all over the world. And especially for developing countries, they have been particularly hit by this pandemic. And many developing countries are facing significant finance pressures, which means uh, the debt crisis is increasing and also the economic growth is facing the challenge of depression. So the importance of the public climate finance is even more important than before. And at this time, we need to ramp up 
the public climate finance with a view that not only to invest heavily in public sector, but also to mobilize a more scaled-up private investment in developing countries, which probably at trillion-dollar scale. And I believe that uh, this year, 2021, will be a critical year in terms of the climate agenda. And we need the urgent implementation of this 100 billion carbon finance target. And also we need a much higher figures for year 2030, which is very much important to sustain the trust between developed countries and developing countries, and also to maintain a momentum in the process of COP26, and also to ensure the possibility, if any, to achieve the global climate neutrality by mid of this century. At this historical moment, I believe that what we need is for great ambitions in climate finance, especially public finance, but not less. Yes, the signal is clear. Not nearly enough has been invested in green expenditure. So some developed countries are overpromising, and it's time to shoulder the responsibilities. But um, technology and innovation and technology transfer are also the factors which are very important in combating global climate change. So how big a role can they play? The technology will play a significant role in terms of the global efforts to cope with climate change. And we need not only scale up our action, but also the investment in the future's technology. And we know that in Paris, a major group of countries came together to start an initiative which has been called Mission Innovation. And under these initiatives, the countries agreed to double their investment. However, a recent review of progress shows that the fourth year increase corresponds to a 60% increase in investment above the baseline of those Mission Innovation members that reported which is still far more from the target of double those kind of low-carbon energy investment. Therefore, we are not only facing the gap of implementation, ambition, those carbon finance, but we are also facing the gap of technology investment. And I believe that in the future, we need to enhance the international cooperation on low-carbon technology, which is very much important for the global efforts to cope with climate change, and that should be key priority for all countries. Because without those sufficient investments in low-carbon technology and technology transfer, the ultimate goal of Paris Agreement will not be achieved. And some key players, such as China, U.S., and European Union, should engage each other actively on concrete collaborative projects, which can promote the development and research of clean and efficient technology. We should focus on the areas of energy efficiency, sustainability, energy storage, and also the decarbonization of carbon emission in industry sector, and also on the native emission technologies. And through those technology cooperation, which can be conducted through different channels, including bilateral and multilateral channels, we can deliver 
the goals in Paris Agreement. And one good example on those international cooperation on technology is the U.S.-China Clean Energy Research Center, the so-called CERT, which was in fact a very successful story, which has been so pioneering a research and development platform, which bring together government, key policymakers, researchers, and industry on one single platform to develop the long-term platform for joint efforts on technology R&D. So those successful story and experience could be replicated in terms of the climate change, and also that could be applied, applicable all over the world. Good. Thank you very much, Professor Chen, for joining the program. So let's look forward to more actions to climate change. Thank you.